This is the first remote recording of We Rate the Dads. We're in a new age. I know. The new year. The uh, internet age. The new year as well. First recording this year. I'm going to slow up now, just to be warned. <laughs> we rate, rate the dads. We 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 rate the dads. 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 Hello and welcome to this special remote episode of We Rate the Dads. I am Danny. I'm Julia. And today we are in different cities slash houses slash counties. Socially distanced. In extremely socially distant. Um, yeah, definitely no COVID going on here. Gosh. Let's not talk about it anymore. Yeah, let's, let's go into back. it. Mm-hmm. So we have four categories of dads. Yeah, yeah, good. We have. Uh, so we're going to rate some dads and they are going to either be valid dads, great dads, but the valid dads are great, um, complex, which means they're kind of okay, they maybe need somebody to give them a bit of help, a bit of advice, or, you know, maybe they are not really trying that hard and they just need to put a bit more effort in. Um, and then, then we've got the just no dads. The terrible dads. The worst of all the dads. Um, children are going to grow up with daddy issues. Um, so many daddy issues. So many daddy issues. And then there's the final category is flatliners. These are dads where we don't really know anything about how good a dad they are, so we cannot judge them. Um, that's, our, that's our list. I'm sure you're all familiar with it by now because I'm sure you've all listened to all of our other episodes, of course. Um, let's get into the... Uh, meat of the podcast, Danny, uh, you are going to be rating the Taz from Bambi, a classic. Yep. This. <laughs> so there's really, there's, okay, so there's two, so there's two dads really in Bambi. There's the great prince of the forest, who is Bambi's father, and we also have sort of honourable mention of Thumper's father, um, the rabbit. I did, don't remember anything about Bambi. I rewatched them both very recently. The first one is beautiful. Like, the art is beautiful. Special mention to Tyrus Wong, who did, I don't know, he he designed the look of the film, or he did lots of, like, concept art, where he does like, these beautiful pictures of, like, light coming through leaves and the forest, and it's all, like, watercolours. It's like, it's like, mwah, chef's kiss. Beautiful. It is, it oh, is very so uh, watercolory and really nice. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the vibe is. It's great. It's beautiful. You should look up some pictures. Um, uh, and then we have Bambi 2, which was done, like, um, when they were doing, like, loads of Disney sequels, kind of, like, for low budget, not a huge amount of effort. Um, and watching watching them one after the other was very jarring. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's, like, this beautiful five star michelin meal or whatever it is like is it three stars i don't know it's like and then kind of like this sort of like i mean clearly people have put effort in because it's an animated movie that you've got to put so much effort into these things to get them finished and done but like the difference 
the difference in the movies is astonishing. Um, but we'll get back to it. So Thumper's dad, I want to do first, just quickly. Um, uh, you never see him. You never see him in the films. You just see the mother. Um, and then Thumper will be doing something sort of naughty. And she'll be like, what did your father tell you this morning? And um, Thumper will be like, uh, about what? Because he's, I think the father must have had to have several talks with Thumper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because he's always been a little bit naughty. So he's like, um, uh, some of the pearls of wisdom from Thumper's dad are, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Classic. To, to be fair, my mum used to say that to me. Um, and yep. it's good advice. I don't know how often I take it, but it is good advice. Mm. Uh, and then later on, Thumper doesn't want to eat the green bits of the plants. He just wants to eat the blossoms. And his, uh, his mother reminds him that his father says, eating greens is a special treat. They make long ears and big feet. So uh, some more pearls of wisdom from Papa Thumper. Eat your vegetables, children. It's good for you. Yeah, exactly. So I think he seems, he seems fairly good, but I think we have to put him down as a flatliner. Because we never see them interact, really. Well, unless you think otherwise. I would say we are getting we're getting like enough information about him to judge him, even if we don't see it like on screen. We're getting okay. this sense that he's trying to instill wisdom and like good habits. He's putting effort in, and they seem to have been remembered. And like, I don't know. So I would say. I would say valid, but then okay. you were the one that watched it, not me. No, no, no. I think uh, I was. Um, I agree. He seems like a good dad from what we see of him, which is basically nothing. But the influence on Thumper is pretty good. Yeah. What about Bambi's dad? Let's get into it. Ah, oh, the Great Prince of the Forest. He is. He's voiced by Patrick Stewart in the the second movie. Um. <laughs> Uh, so Bambi 2 voice. kind of takes place <laughs> Bambi 2 takes place like in bet- he's like after Bambi's mother dies she gets shot by man spoilers um, uh, Bambi's dad comes and like picks him up and like takes him off to, to raise him um, and then you sort of after that you sort of cut to in the original Bambi you cut to when Bambi's like a young adult like grown up um, and Bambi too kind of like fills out the first couple of months they have together as father and son. Mm. So some pretty good dad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, voiced by Patrick Stewart in part two, originally voiced by Fred Shields, who I couldn't find much information on. It seemed like he was just a narrator voice that they sometimes got in the Disney studios to do, um, to narrate some shorts and stuff, but he didn't have a major acting career or anything. Okay. All right. Um, so first time we see Bambi's dad, um, he's called the Great Prince of the Forest as opposed to the Young Prince, which is Bambi. And, um, it's when everybody's meeting Bambi, like for the first time, because he's just been born or whatever. And, um, you sort of pan up and you see the Great Prince kind of like on a cliff looking down. (laughs) It's a Louvre father. Um, you, um... So, so you don't really meet him a great deal, or like, um, uh, but there's a bit where Bambi goes into the meadow 
like for the first time yeah um to to like hang out or whatever and they they go and they meet all the other deer and they like play with stuff but then like all these birds come and they're like it's man man's here kind of thing you know man scary Um, run away scary yeah and so the great prince comes down um because he he sees the birds or whatever because he's like it's his job to to watch out for the herd and um uh be alert to any threats and mm. stuff like that so and protect them guard. he's like, he's protect like them. yeah yeah because he's the biggest oldest deer boy deer he's got huge antlers um so he goes down the hill and he like warns the other deer and they run away um, but Bambi kind of um, gets lost because all of these deer are running. He can't find his mother. Um, he's like, he's like running away. He's like, mother, whatever. Um, mm. And you think he's going to get caught because the music's scary. But his dad appears and like um, uh, sort of like sort of herds Bambi towards his mother and away and into the forest. Um, and like you hear a gunshot kind of like crack behind them as they get away. <gasps> scary. Uh, scary. Scary. Um, uh, scary. Well, there's also a bit as well where he's like he's like walking through the deer as he goes up to his perch to like watch. Um, and all the other deer are kind of like stopped. Like, oh my God, it's the great prince. You know, like you see the celebrity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's so they're handsome like, in real life. And oh. at him. Look at they're his like, antlers. Ah! They're so I see big. I... <laughs> well, I think it's, it's mostly the young boy deer. So I imagine they're like crapping their pants. Like, oh God, <laughs> don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> please don't kill me sir um but he like looks at Bambi for a little bit but he doesn't say anything and Bambi kind of smiles at him and he's kind of like he doesn't do anything he just kind of walks away um so those are the two times that Bambi sees him until um uh Bambi goes it's like it's like it's like autumn um and then there's winter and then Bambi and his mother are looking for food out on the meadow um when man comes again and um they shoot bambi's mom uh i i know everybody finds this bit really sad but i haven't watched this film since i was like eight years old and i watched it once and i'm like i don't really care it's that terrible of me i think it's kind of sad i think it's sad because it's not sad when bambi's mom dies i think because you don't Mm. see it but you do see him like walking around in the snow calling for his mother um and he's kind of he's he's a bit he's like he calls out really pathetically like mother you know that's i think that's yeah. sad okay cuz it's like a little it's like a little child's voice calling for their mother um so and you the viewer know that she's dead but he doesn't wait so we're sad for bambi but we, we cuz i don't feel like you ever really like got to know the mums that like enough to really care that she was dead that makes sense. She's, I think she's just like a really calm, nice, nurturing presence, but she doesn't really have a huge amount of personality. She's just very like calm, unless she's telling Bambi to run because she's worried that he's mm. gonna get eaten, shot and eaten. Okay. Um. Uh. So yeah. So he's like he's like wandering around in like the snow, calling for her, um, and then his dad appears and he's like, um, "Your mother can't be with you any longer." Uh, and then he says, come, my son. And then uh, they sort of, like, walk away into the snow together. Um, and then we're going to keep stick with Bambi 1 because that's, this is how my notes are arranged. <laughs> we're not going to go. But this is when Bambi 2 happened. Okay. Um, so you don't... So ba- we come back. 
after Bambi's like in a young adult, he's like, or he meets up with his friends, Thumper and Flower, or whatever. Um, it's springtime. Everybody's like getting into romance. It's like Twitter pated. Do you remember that bit? Uh, no, I don't. They meet the girl version. Okay. Um, and get caught up in amorous moments. Right. Um, Horny teenagers. Is that what we're going uh, with? No, just more like they kind of like start. They just meet each other's eyes, and they're like, oh, you know, okay. like. Romeo and Juliet kind of like, oh my god, see your eyes are across the room or whatever, you know? So horny teenagers, uh, if we are mentioning Romeo and Juliet. Horny teenagers! Oh, the animals. Okay. Just... <laughs> but they're super anthropomorphized. They're like, I don't know. They're given, like, personalities and shit. super anthropomorphized. Not physically. They are given personalities. Animals have personalities. But not like, um, one, like, okay, I'm gonna... I think they don't. They are given sort of deeper motivations than maybe animals have, which is simply to survive. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, but I think Bambi's pretty light on it. Bambi's not. It's not. It's not super. The uh, Bambi two does it more. I think Bambi one is kind of quite simple. <sighs> like it's not. It's not. I mean, they've got like the young prince where they go and say hi to him and stuff like that. But I don't know. But pretty much other than that, it's mostly just survive and find food and things like that. There's not a huge amount of, like... I must... Nonsense. Be self-actualized and achieve the top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, mm, yeah. It's just... Uh, anyway, we're going back to... Like, oh, yeah, so yeah. They're, they're like... Yeah. So, so Bambi sees off some rivals for Feline's affections. Um, and they... They're like, they're like a nice song. But I presume they fuck. It's <laughs> that children's movie. You don't see anything. You don't see anything. They like nuzzle each other. At the end of the movie, they have two children. So, you know? I don't we know. assume. Um, we assume. We assume. But afterwards, they're snuggled together and they wake up, and then Bambi's like, oh, you hear something, and he goes to like see. Um, and he sees like that there's like smoke coming up from the forest from like a campfire. And his dad shows up and he's like, it's man, he's here again. There are many this time. So we have to go deep into the forest. <laughs> I he's not doing his job. Deep into the forest. He's a very deep forest. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, he's like, we have to go, Bambi. Um, and Bambi's like, oh, okay. And then he's like, oh shit, my girlfriend. <laughs> so he goes back to warm Feline, who is woken up and found him gone and gone to look for him. <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff happens. A bunch of stuff happens. Felie gets chased by dogs. Bambi sees the dogs off. He finds her. Um, Feline gets away. Bambi gets chased by dogs. He jumps and he gets kind of shot. Um, uh, and you see that the, in the man's campfire, the fire is like getting into the grass and making this big forest fire. Oh no! Be responsible when you go camping, oh, people. No. Yes, exactly. Um, so then um, Bam is kind of like on the floor. He's quite badly hurt. He can't get up. And his dad kind of shows up um, and delivers his iconic line. <laughs> that I will tell the viewers. Sometimes when I can't get up in the morning, I think about this line to try and motivate myself to get up. <laughs> you couldn't do it. Do the line because I love it when you Good. do the line. I will. <laughs> get up, Bamboo. <laughs> get up. You must get up. Get up! Get up! And then Bambi gets up. He's like, 
now come with me and then they have to escape the fire together um his dad leads him out um because his dad is the best <laughs> okay he's i don't know he's the best dear um and they sort of escape together they jump over a waterfall um and his dad leaves him to safety Bambi and Baleen have two babies um but um, Bambi is up on the the cliff with his dad looking down and then his dad kind of like retires and Bambi takes over like he goes into the forest and uh Bambi's the new prince I will say he was a much better dad than I remembered like I remember him barely being in the movie and he is he's not in it a huge amount but he actually like really helps Bambi yeah um like uh he he helps him in the forest and um he helps look after him and stuff like that um quality so over I, quantity I think pretty pretty f yeah yeah exactly like i mean they, uh, they are animals boy deers don't look after the babies much ever i think but they look after like the herd right so that kind of looking yeah, after the babies exactly. but they don't really he was doing his job mm. yeah so we get to Bambi 2, and Bambi 2 kind of does Bambi's dad a bit of a dirty. Um, oh, no. Uh, the animation is, is is worse. I mean, Patrick Stewart's doing the voice, so it's it's pretty good. I don't know if they give him some reverb or something to make his voice sound deeper. But it's pretty good. Um, uh, so you start off, he takes Bambi with him. Um, he he sort of talks to the owl about finding Bambi a sort of uh, a new doe to look after him because he's so busy with looking after the herd. Mm -hmm. So he tries to fall Bambi off on somebody else. Um, uh, uh, but the owl is like, it's winter. The does can barely feed themselves. I don't know if we'll be able to find somebody to take him. So they decide to wait until spring to, you know, move Bambi into a new house. His adoption has been delayed. We have a terrible song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have a terrible... The song is much worse. I don't like this song. The The songs in original Bambi are much nicer. Anyway, uh, Bambi gets up, and then his dad kind of like, I don't know, he just they make him a little bit of a jerk. And he's not... He's kind of stern and aloof. But he's not really a jerk. In the original... He's not really a jerk. I don't know. Um... He so Bambi gets up and uh, his dad kind of like sort of slightly chastises him for getting up so late. He says a prince awakes before the forest does, and then he's like, "I guess I should find you something to eat because Bambi's hungry." Yeah, yeah, food first. Like moral lessons come second. They are important, but like you know, you can't learn when you're hungry anyway. Even if yeah, anyway. So um, he kind of like he he's like he takes Bambi with him for the day, and Bambi's really excited about it. And he runs around and says like, "Woohoo, Bambi! It's great!" It's, the prince is like, "A prince does not woohoo," and you're like, "Oh god!" Princes could woohoo if they want. Uh, so says The Sims. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh goodness. <laughs> um, there's a bit where Bambi he takes him around with him until Bambi can't get up this hill. It's too steep for him because he's just a little baby deer. Um, so he sends him off with his friends to go see the groundhog. Bambi does want to stay with his dad. Um, but he's like, no, 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 I'll come pick you up later. Uh, <laughs> I click my tongue in disgust. So Bambi then uh, sort of pretends to Thumper that he managed to convince his dad to let him come rather than like he was sent away. <laughs> so 
<laughs> trying to save face. Like lies. Uh. Yeah. Uh, there's like a terrible. You meet the terrible little deer, Runny, Ronnie, Rono, or something. I don't know. There's another the deer that Bambi fights for Feline's affections later on. Oh, so they're tying him in to the well. sequel as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his dad gets super late, like, picking him up from the groundhog thing. Like, everybody's left. Bambi's like, I'll wait for my dad. He falls asleep. It wakes up. It's dark. Right? And his dad's uh, not there. He has dream about his mother. His dad is not there, but he does hear a voice saying, I'm here. I'm here. Hello. I'm here. Um, so Bambi, like, uh, goes, this bit is really quite creepy, actually. I give them props for this. It's um, it's a it's a man's deer call, like a like a oh. thing you blow in to make a deer noise. That is creepy. That's yeah. that's. And it's like, hello, I'm here. It sounds like a girl, like a like a. He thinks it's his mother calling him. Oh, that's also really sad. Um, like, just like <laughs> he doesn't really quite realize that she is dead. And yeah, uh, yeah. Fun. Yeah, like, it's, um, so he, he gets tricked out into the meadow by this deer call, and then, like, these dogs are released at him, and he, like, freezes. Um, like, he can't move, he's too scared to move. Um, and his, his dad, like, beats up the dogs, and is like, Bambi, run! And he's, like, yelling at him to run, but Bambi can't, because he's, like, frozen in terror. Um, uh, and he, like, he, he sort of, like, nudges Bambi with his like antlers to get him to move and then he does and then they run away um so like i think at that point like bambi realizes that his mother is dead and she's never coming back um i put here bambi wrestles with death in its permanence <laughs> <laughs> i mean is that not the theme of the the, the bambi movie or, or is it like Pretty i feel like that was yeah, the, like, the whole point of the first one right it was death is yeah yeah it's like it's like things die and then new things take their place it's all about like change and changing of the seasons and stuff because mm. um, it's the, the movie that you show to your children and you want to get them to understand what death is but you don't want to have that conversation and you've got to do it in like a sort of somewhat light and entertaining manner yeah just gradually introduce it the exactly. idea you know not all at once you don't want to terrify them yeah so great prince is is watching over the forest and like he he they they animate him so he looks sad when he talks when Bambi talks about his mom. So we presume that the, he loves Bambi's mom, and is also sad she's dead. Um, How do you make a deer look sad? Uh, you give him you give him like like uh you put his ears like down. Oh, okay. You no, know, like cat. So they were just gonna like give him like a frowny face, and I was like trying to picture that. I know, I couldn't really picture what that would look like. They give him eyebrows as well, so he's making sad eyebrows and sad ears. So Okay, I'll take it. Uh, um, and after this point, he doesn't trust Bambi to come with him. He tells him to stay near the den. Um, and Bambi is worried that his dad thinks he's a coward and wants to prove that he's brave. Uh, this is going to go well. He, like... <laughs> it doesn't go as badly as expected. He tries to beat up a porcupine. Or he like tries to get, but he doesn't really work. Um, he gets he gets spikes in his ah, butt. Of course. Um, but he does get into a fight with Rodo, and like to get away, he um, he runs like 
uh, he he jump he does like this huge jump, um, and then Ronald like can't make it, and he also like runs away because the Great Prince showed or shows up, and he's like, it's like Bambi, what were you doing? Also, like, how did you make this jump? This is a huge jump. I couldn't have got this done this until I got my antlers or something. And he's kind of impressed. Yeah. Um. So Bambi's like oh, jumping impresses Dad. So he goes out and like tries to practice jumping with Thumper and um <laughs> and then his dad kind of like uh is like he doesn't really say anything when he watches Bambi practice and Bambi's like oh but it impressed him yesterday and you're like oh you're a great prince you suck anyway yeah compliment your child more than once <sighs> um so Thumper's like go and ask your dad questions they like it when you ask questions so Bambi goes and asks him what he's doing. And he's like, observing. Like, what word answer? And Bambi's like, what's that? And his dad goes, it's difficult to explain. <laughs> Put some effort in, Bambi Dad. You can, you can try to explain it. He tries to give him life lessons. Like, he does, he does, like, try to explain it. He talks about feeling vibrations with your hooves, listening, looking around, using your senses, that kind of stuff. Okay. And then we have like this montage of them being really cute together and like Bambi's dad making an effort. So props. Props to him. Like he um he pushes them up the slope he couldn't get up before. He plays with Bambi. Like there's a bit where they're in the field and Bambi's like uh kicking up his front legs to make all the grasshoppers go up and then his mm -hmm. dad does it and he makes a big wave and then Bambi runs through them. He like mock ruts with Bambi, like where they charge each other with their antlers. Mm. Um, and like he lets Bambi hit him and stuff like that to practice um, they're like playing and being silly in the water and splashing each other and Bambi squirts some dad like some water at his dad you know like he fills up his mouth mm. and then squirts at his dad's face it's cute um, he won't go to sleep uh, but dad's like oh my god go to sleep <laughs> classic and so we have like a nice happy moment and then obviously because it's springtime the owl guy's like by the way great prince is i found a doe to take over being bambi's mom <laughs> and bambi's super upset about this he's like i wish mother was here and not you or whatever you're like fair yeah fair his mother wouldn't give him up um uh so dad pushes bambi away again after they have like this cute get together um, and he talks about how being a prince means sacrificing, like, the things that you want for, like, your own desires for the good of others. So I think mm. he thinks he's doing what's best for Bambi. Because also he's very busy being the prince of the forest. Yeah. Um, uh, there's stuff happens. Ronnie shows up. Ronno shows up and is like, a little shit story. Your dad gave you away, whatever. Mina, the deer they get to look after, Bambi gets her foot stuck in a trap, which calls dogs. The stuff, Bambi gets chased by dogs. He gets rid of most of the, he leads them away from Mina, um, the deer. Mm -hmm. uh, he gets rid of most of them. Like, the dad tries to help him, but he's, like, lagging behind. And Bambi gets rid of most of them. Um, uh, he, he gets rid of all the dogs, but then he, like, falls out a cliff. Um, and uh, his dad's like, oh my god, he's dead. And he's like, he does. He, they try to repeat the classic get up Bambi line. No, uh, you can't do it twice. Like, Bambi, get up. You can't do it twice. Uh, Bambi's alive. Oh my god, who knew? <laughs> who knew that he could make it to the second half of Bambi 1? 
um uh his dad kind of like nuzzles him mina's like she's there also she showed up to like see the end of it she's like i guess i should go <laughs> not wanted here <laughs> yeah um and he gets family hangs out with his dad um and then you like dad takes him to the place where he first met bambi's mom and then you cut that star they end on like a nice bonding moment um okay so, so the, the... i will say prince of the forest is valid yeah i would, I would say so as well second movie they do him they do him a real dirty in the second movie though i think they do but it seems to work out in the end right like he the the yeah. arc is like i think this is what is best for you but actually you're like you're uh yeah you know what i mean you know what i mean that like yeah. realizing that you've got to sometimes you've got to do stuff for your kids that you didn't realize you had to do for your kids and you thought you were doing what was best for them but then turned out it wasn't and you realize that and make the change yeah i i think i mean obviously they had to have a plot of the movie um I just I, I kind of, they kind of they make him kind of a jerk. I guess that's they have to make him nice at the end. But I still say that Bambi's dad's valid. Yeah, he's maybe one of the most valid dad we've had. Yeah, we've had some pretty <laughs> shit dads. So yeah, <laughs> we've had some we've had some good dads as well. I wouldn't say he's been the best dad that we've had, but it sounds like he's a he's a pretty solid dad figure. He's not got any major flaws apart from being very like quiet and intimidating <laughs> which uh yeah it's no. just his personality i guess um yeah. cool okay so mammy dad valid i probably talk for too much as well you might have to cut this down i'm really sorry <laughs> that's fine half an hour you just told me the entire plot of mammy too a film which i have not seen and i understood what was going on so you know you had to put that detail in there um cool right uh, so I'm gonna do Bridgerton. We're gonna be uh, very late to the the, the Bridgerton uh, wave. The Bridgerton, uh, I don't know. It's popular at the moment, Mania. and I guess Bridget we're Mania. trying to be trendy. No, you know, you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes as I'm talking. Anyway, um, you've watched this as well, now, haven't you? Have you? Yeah, I have yeah. Yeah, cool. Right. Because I watched it on Christmas when it came out. Because, dear listeners, I was all by myself at Christmas. All by myself. I can't sing, so I'm not going to try. Um, so I spent Christmas Day and Boxing Day watching Bridgerton and eating oh, a ton of food, but mostly just watching Bridgerton. Um, so I kind of slopped it all down. But, dadding, there are... There are some dads. There's some there's some solid dad plot involved. Um, we I would say we have really th- three dads to talk about. Two of them are kind of important, um, and then one of them is kind of like a side character, or like dead? also dead dad actually. Yeah, four four then because the the main families are the Bridgertons, obviously, hence the name of the show, and their dad, the dad of that family is dead and the mum is so the, the widowed mum and then all of the children they've had many children too many children almost About eight. something like that i just yeah i just feel sorry for that 
poor woman's vagina, honestly, having that many children pushed through. <laughs> Sorry for that mental image, everybody. Um, anyway, so, like, I was, I was going to briefly mention it, the dad just to be like, oh, he's dead. Um, so we can't really talk about him. Yeah. Not in the show. He's mentioned a sort of... in a dadding capacity. Dadding. Um, no. Yeah. And then there's... Uh, flatliner. Yeah. So, yeah. Flatliner. Done. Move on. There's the Featheringtons who are, like, the Bridgerton's neighbours and they're also a, like, uh, kind of high-class family but they're a little bit less uh, classy, as it were. Um, and uh, there's Lord and Lady Featherington, I think, are there. Or Viscount or something. I don't remember what his exact title was, but there's Dad there, and then there's um, the Duke of Hastings' dad, who is seen in flashbacks mm. and is now dead, but we do see a lot of him. And then there is the boxer, who is the Duke of Hastings' friend, oh, and he's a dad. Oh. I can't remember what his name is, and I'm going to look it up. Um, but I was going to say for him... He seems pretty great. I just want to get him out of the way because it's not as important. He's He cares about his family and his kids and he's trying to do what's right because there's a small side plot involving match fixing that is kind of more oh, related yeah. to... dive for his kids. Sorry, I didn't hear what you said. Say that again. I was, gonna, I was saying he, he, take, he takes a dive for his kids or something. Yeah, he's, like, contemplating throwing the match so that he can split the money and use it to help his family because they're not very wealthy. And I'm like, dude, you have, like, this insanely wealthy friend who I'm sure will give you, a sm like, some, some money. You don't need to do this. But, unrated. Anyway, I want to put him down as, oh, Will Mondrick, or Mondrich is the name of the, the character. He's the boxer. Um, I think he's valid, even though we don't see a huge amount of him interacting with yeah. his kids. Are you happy with that? Um, he seems to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see him, he's hands-on with them. Like, mm. him and his wife pass the baby between them. Yeah. He's not like, I'm just the breadwinner and I don't do anything else. That's my only role. He's like... Yeah. He's helping out. Um, so minor dad, but I want to get that out of the way. The, the, the two main ones are the old Duke of Hastings, Simon dad and um the dad of the featherington family um my goodness what i'm just i'm intrigued to know think know what you think about featherington because i can tell you right now the previous duke of hastings is just no yeah we uh, okay if you haven't seen this show and you're listening to this by the way spoilers obviously we're always this is always a full spoiler zone anyway yeah he's terrible he's a real bad dad um Basically, the uh, idea is that he was really obsessed with having a son to carry on his line, be the new Duke of Hastings, and eventually uh, his wife eventually gets pregnant and has a baby, and it's a boy. She dies after afterwards, um, but he doesn't seem to really care or give a shit. And then you get flashbacks to Simon's nope. childhood where he has a stutter or he doesn't talk very much at all, well, like... Um, and he's just completely rejected, basically, by his dad. His dad is like, 
this is you're my greatest failure and um things says things of that nature to him and he's like why can't you talk we doing and simon's like only really starts to turn around when he basically gets semi-adopted by his mom's friend uh that lady that i also cannot remember the name of um who kind of looks after him and she's like ashamed of what the duke is doing to him um and mad lady danbury there we go yeah uh who is uh she's great she's she's just i don't know she's she's like your cool cool wine aunt basically um but less wine and more like cool i don't know if that makes any kind of sense sorry your cool cigarettos. Oh yeah, those are cool. And she's just got she's got real good fashion sense. I know the costumes are somewhat of like a. Don't get me started on the historical inaccuracy stuff, but like, they've definitely gone for character building costumes, and she's always looks yeah. sharp. So, I think she's great. Anyway, she builds up his confidence. That's fair. And eventually, uh, he come kind of confronts his dad and he's like you his dad is dying he's sick and simon's like i'm never gonna have children so that the line can't carry on because i want to spite you with you like your dying moments so that you you realize how much of a failure you are for being a terrible father and fuck you basically um uh, and so this this there's a whole whole plot thing issues with his wife when he gets married. Um, sex education is important. Uh, yeah, that's that's one of the themes of Bridgerton. It's sex education is important. I, I'm not even going to get into it. Um, so yeah, he's like he's just just a terrible person. He's expecting his child to be great, and what, as soon as his child shows any kind of difficulty, rather than showing patience and understanding. And trying to uh, help in any way, it's just immediate rejection. So, not great. Though I did, um, kind of, this is sort of like dad-related discussion, but not really plot discussion. I did watch a very interesting video, which I might link in the description, which I never normally do. But I think it was kind of making an important point here. Um, this YouTuber, um, I'm going to try and get her name right, Khadija Mbawi. Um, she's was talking about Bridgerton and she was saying you know although the cast is like racially diverse and so it's like set in this kind of like alternative history timeline where um the uh King George like marries a black woman and then they give like a bunch of titles and raise up people into the nobility right they just make Queen Charlotte uh, a black lady don't they I thought that was because yeah, was, but the, the same woman she, he married, but she's um. But there's a there's a there's one point there's one bit where they like try to explain the backstory where uh, Lady Danbury is talking to Simon and she explains like she's saying don't forget that like we've only been raised up because uh, of this um, romance between the king and her like so they've they've obviously she's still the same like she's got the same name and everything as historically it was correct but they've kind of built it into the backstory of the world, right? Oh. So... That she was... That, um... Because I think there was some... I think there was supposed to be some kind of, like, 
scandal about their marriage anyway or something like that like i think they might have been a love match anyway in yeah in history anyway so they've um, like so they've kind of like built on this they built on the history but changed it, twisted yeah. it slightly to make the new kind of like slightly alternative yeah 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 which is funny because they you don't get to that point until like like at least episode three or something so before that i was kind of of the opinion and i think this is a lot of other people have said this that like the idea was just like it was just like colorblind casting they were just like yeah this is just we, we don't care they don't have to be white actors and actresses let's just pick anybody yeah, that we think is good um but it turns out that that's not actually what it was and then you kind of adjust anyway in this video um I just, uh, I just assumed that they just they just they just made the the French princess or or whatever <laughs> Queen Charlotte was black. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it just is one of the reasons that I wanted to mention this was because in this video she was saying that like it is in some ways a positive thing that they've chosen to do this with this like period drama and have it be very racially diverse, but that they that they're still. Yeah. Um, some issues like with how they're casting the different characters because she said it's really obvious that the like kind of the worst character in terms of like the most villainous character which is um simon's dad is the darkest skin actor that they choose um and that all the like young and romantic leads that are black are very light-skinned or mixed race which I feel like is something that i sh we should kind of mention i don't want to just like gloss over stuff on the podcast this is just for fun yeah. but like if you're interested i'll link this video in the description i think it's really good to kind of watch it because although it's great to talk about how much he's a terrible person we should kind of be a little bit like cautious when we watch things and not just take it based on like mixing up the personality and the appearance of the characters and i don't know anyway um yeah so that causes a whole bunch of problems to Simon, right? Like, he uh, goes on with his life and he's like... It gives him, it gives him a complex. Yeah. He's, it takes him a long time to get over this. Um, with a lot of... Uh, a point where he, he would rather die than marry somebody because he doesn't want to have kids... And he doesn't want to disappoint her by not having kids. And you're like, dude, you really need to see a therapist. Or, like, just yeah. talk this out with somebody rather than keep it all inside. It's not doing you good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not great ad, just no. And then there's uh, the uh, Lord Featherington, who I think also just no. Are we happy with that? Um... He doesn't seem very involved in his kids' lives. No. He spends all their money. Yeah. Um, he, like, at one point chases off one of their suitors because he's, spent, he's gambled away all their dowry money and hasn't told his wife or anybody that they're bankrupt. And so she just thinks that the guy has decided that he doesn't like her anymore or whatever. And she's heartbroken. Um... Yeah. But it's actually because he doesn't yeah. have the money to pay for a diary. Um, and then he goes through this whole scheme of trying to set up the the boxing match fixing, as we mentioned earlier, to try and get some win some money back 
and to sort out this mess that they're in, which has all come out, and his life is all falling apart. Um, and uh, to kind of fix the problems that he's caused. So, I mean, he is trying to fix the problems he's caused, but I think he's not doing that because he cares about his kids and he wants their future to be good, or he cares about his wife and he wants her future to be good. I think it's like he cares about himself and he realises that he's going to be held accountable for this now and there's no hiding from it anymore. Yeah. Not exactly the greatest of motivations, right? No. Um, and then... Doesn't he get murdered? Or does he commit suicide? He dies at the end. I can't remember which one it was. He gets murdered. He... I think he gets murdered. He gets murdered. He goes to the brothel mm. after he gets the money back to, like, I don't know, celebrate. Yeah. And then he, he goes into the room and they're, they're waiting for him. I assume he gets murdered. Okay. Or he gets given a gun and it's like, shoot. Yeah. Him. Which I feel like is, is possibly still murder. That is still murder. I feel like if you're being pressured into killing yourself, I'm pretty sure that's murder. I think that would be considered that in court. Um, and leaves them with no money again because the, the guys that found out about I assume that it was because they found out um, that he'd fixed the match or whatever. Um, or maybe they just were going to rob uh, him anyway and get their money back. Regardless. I think they were. I think it was painfully obvious he was... Oh, it was painfully that. obvious. Um, and they were like, we're just going to go with this. Because it would A, win them some money as well. Mm. Um, and B, they could just collect the money off of him afterwards. Yeah, anyway. And so then his wife and his three daughters basically just left penniless at the end of the first season there is going to be another one they are making a second season so i guess we'll find out what the repercussions are but i think the, the answer initially is going to be it's gonna be bad at least for a bit because of this man's choices and lack of care for his family sure. so i would go with just now i assume they can go stay with the mother's family for a bit one would think so hopefully hopefully somebody will uh Maybe. Look after them. Take them in. And they're getting a... They're getting somebody... Oh, yeah. And the reason why they don't... I thought the reason why they became penniless is that because um, the cousin inherited, not them. What? As in... Opposed to... Like, when he dies, somebody else inherits their house and stuff. Yeah. I didn't... Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember if that's the case, but I don't imagine there would have been much money, like, available... Like, they would have had to, like, sell the house or something to liquidate some assets anyway, even if well, they didn't no, have it. You know, at the end, they said, they said, I hope, they have to, they say, I hope that the new Lord Featherington or whatever is, or whoever the new oh, Lord okay, Featherington was, is. I was not paying enough attention at the end for this, like, particular plot point to get sunk in. So, so there's a new Lord Featherington and, and they're going to throw themselves on his mercy, I assume. I wasn't paying attention to bits of it <laughs> and you weren't paying attention to bits of it and together we've managed to pay enough attention to get the to whole get plot the whole... Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I missed that bit about I can't believe I missed that bit about the um, the background about them being, I thought it was just that the Duke of Hastings was a new dukedom uh, I missed that bit yeah I think it, were, it was but it was, they were, these titles were made for like Queen Charlotte's like friends and family to get because of her rise and status that's what it felt like it was implied by but it was very short and very easy to miss and you considering that you go into it just assuming that oh this is just what the universe is like in this historical fantasy that they've 
they've come up with this. It's refreshing. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, oh, okay, there's a reason behind it. It doesn't feel important because you've already kind of accepted what's going on and just gone like, yeah, I'm rolling with this, you know? Because um, the only reason why I remember it is because when I heard that bit, I was like, oh, wait, what? That wasn't what I was expecting to be the explanation here. Um, so... I just was like, oh, this is why Duke of Hastings is obsessed with ever owning a legacy because he wants it, because he's the first Duke of Hastings, he wants it to keep going. I completely missed the other, I mean, it is that, but there's another layer beneath it. Yeah. I completely missed it. Um, I know, I guess it's, it's kind of like somewhat of a, you, we have to be the best so that this doesn't get taken away, as well as just like, we want to have a legacy because we're new and people don't think that we're important. It's more about like, Maybe he felt feels insecure in his, um, like, you know, like titles and. Everybody seemed real keen to marry him. I mean, he is smoking he's hot though, isn't he? So. He's smoking hot. <laughs> also, like, oh my god, it's a duke. He could have been super old and toothless, and they would have been like still. Yeah, well, he has lots of money. He has a big house and lots of land. And everything. And, and, you know, the bonus of being real, real gorgeous. Really tall as well. That's why it's a plus, I guess. Um, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, so just know. Just know for both of them. Not not a great dad showing for Bridgerton, to be honest. We shall see if there are. Yeah. Better ones in season two. You save your family from destitution and, like, be like... Stops. Maybe your daughter can get married this year. Immediately goes to a brothel to get away from his family. <laughs> you know, like oh. maybe you should try spending an evening at home and talking to your to your wife and children, and maybe you wouldn't get into so much financial trouble. Who knows? Um, yeah. Well, uh, I guess that's it for this week. Yeah. Um, so. Feel free to uh, rate us on iTunes, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and tweet at us at We Rate the Dads. Danny will respond, or uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I'll try to respond. It may be a week late. I'm limiting the amount. Of... <laughs> I spend a, a, I spend a limited amount of time on Twitter because it's bad for it's bad for my brain. It's bad for everybody's brain. I, I, I would say. Yeah. The longer I spend on it, the worse mm. I feel. Or you could email us at weratethedads at gmail.com. Also, we'll get a reply, but also it might be a week later because I don't check it very often. Um, so, yes. Uh, yeah, anyway. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Danny's like, mm, bye. <laughs>